listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am B. I'm Mandy. And today we have a so fun, so awesome um, guest who has talked a lot about Glee on his own podcast. So we're so happy to have him here to talk about just one episode. Um, we've got John from But a Song. Life's But a Song. Hello, everyone. So excited to have you. Um, tell us about your Glee life. Were you a Gleek while the show was on TV afterwards? Where are you coming from? So I would say I was like a diet Gleek because I watched the show religiously. I I, <laughs> I finished, the, I, I watched the whole series, but like I wasn't into the fandom so much. So Eric, that's why I call myself a diet Gleek because I feel like if you're a Gleek, like you not only watch this show from beginning to end, but you also did the message boards or the tumblers or yes. the social medias at the time, whatever. So I didn't do that. So that was, but that's my journey. I watched, I, I remember watching the, the pilot when they first aired it in like May, 2009, was it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever year that was, but like before the season was actually starting. Cause they were like, we're going to just, test the waters and then you know unfortunately i stuck through the rest of it and here we are i love that so you really are like an og like they're from the inception but you just yes. never got into the fandom what what stopped you um i didn't really know about the fandom to be mm. totally honest i mean i did the my uh i guess the 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 severe thing that i've done is that i've bought every song on itunes but I bought them <laughs> That's a like with your money, with your own and then, money, yeah, with my own money that I don't have. And then also, <laughs> um, so when on my podcast, but like any, and prior to podcasting and when I was still watching the show and everything, um, I made, made the songs in different playlists per season Genius. and group and like made them in order that they appeared. So that's my craziness when it comes to Glee. I mean, that's dedication still. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like not not fandom to have bought yeah. the songs with your own money. Like that's an investment. So I feel right, like, but that's like still that's something. But B, when you were on my podcast and you talked yes. about some things that you used to do, I was like, I've never done this. I didn't. <laughs> or, or like the other people who have talked about their experiences with fandom or watching right. it live. Uh, I had a guest who was on the um, uh, the the close of Glee or whatever it was called. Oh, where there was like a Tumblr page dedicated yes. to where yeah. you could buy the clothes that were on the episode. Yes. I and that was the first time I heard about it. I mean, it's been since like not active, right? But not right. deactivated because it's still up and running to this day. Um, wow! But yeah. There are still people active in the Glee fandom, especially I feel like it, it had a little bit of a renaissance during like um, COVID quarantine because it was like yeah, complete, yes. you know, it was on Netflix. It was a finished show, a lot of episodes, a lot of people watched it. But then, wow. but then it, but then it left Netflix and right. uh, it left Prime and now it's, and then for like six months, it wasn't available on streaming and now Disney plus hat uh, has it. Um, but then somebody was telling me that there's a rumor about a reboot or remake series. Is this true? Say, Ryan Murphy has always been stoking rumors of a remake. 
yeah, like, I don't know reboot, if that's a, I guess. I don't yeah. know if that's a fan theory or if that's actually happening. I just I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> to be totally honest, I'm gonna watch it no matter what. But like, <laughs> that I, would be me. Like, I don't want this. I don't want this. As I sit down and like and turn it on, turn it like, on. Yeah. I would I would want it if it's a new story. Mm. Like no one from the original uh, is on there. Wait, this is perfect. So pitch us your show. What's your Glee reboot? Oh, we I already did this, but uh, actually okay, no, I got this from Glee Boot, the idea. But like, yes. you know. No, I love um, them. Cousin Todd. Yes. I don't want it set in Lima, but I do still like the small town feel. So like a different town that is not in New York or California or like a big uh, arts state or city or whatever. Um, right. And like, you know, it's newer people and more diverse and more um, inclusive and everything. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I don't think, cause like, I think the model for this one was first we were going to do an ensemble show. And then all of a sudden Ryan Murphy had a boner for Leah Michelle and it was <laughs> turned into her show. But I hope in the reboot, a Ryan Murphy is not attached to it at all. Mm -hmm. And B it is a true ensemble show. Well, if you watched it season one, or at least it feels like it now, it felt like it was supposed to be like a Matthew Morrison show on some levels. There's well, yeah. like so much of him. Yeah. And yes, I think they very yes, quickly yes. realized that was not the strength of the show. Um, wait, John, do you know like Ryan Murphy's pitch for like a remake or I don't know, you know, remake reboot, but like truly a remake, like if he could do it all over again, have you heard his pitch? No. Have Is there an actual one? Yes. Okay, Mandy, chime in if I get it wrong. He said he would want to like start over. Leah Michelle still plays Rachel Berry. Oh, but... out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I know, I know. But her her musical rival is Beanie Feinstone. Why Beanie did Feldstein? I just say her name? Feldstein. Thank you. I was like, that was not right. Um, but also Ben Platt is in it too. So why don't they just do a, <laughs> another season of Feud? In a way, truly, then. Truly. I don't understand. And <laughs> also, why Ben Platt? No idea. Is Ben Platt playing a high schooler again? No, we don't want this. <laughs> this was pre-Dear Evan Hansen movie debacle, which, like, effectively, d the Dear Evan Hansen movie did the same thing to me as the Game of Thrones season finale, or last season, where it just ah. wiped it off the face of pop culture. Like, Dear Evan Hansen was huge. And then they made that movie and it just wiped everything out. It's like it never even happened. Well, I mean, if you really if you really do think about it, though, the stage version, which it's based off of, he's not a good character. Right. By right. Any means. He's very morally gray to say it nicely. Yeah. And it's Maybe and it's funny. Worse. And it's funny that he wants Beanie Feldstein or he wanted Beanie Feldstein and Ben Platt because the two of them are in the Merrily movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't the, know that. Richard Linklater is doing his old stick again, where he's taking 20 years to film a movie. Yeah. Um, and it stars the two of them. Well, it makes sense. Like, um, cause they were having such a, like a moment in the spotlight, you know, when Ryan Murphy tweeted that. And now, um, well, Beanie Feldstein of course is back in the news as part yeah. of funny girl and the rumors swirling that now Leah Michelle will be replacing her. It's like really coming uh, full circle for me right now. 
Well, and that's because uh, with the Spring Awakening documentary where they were like revisiting everything and talking about everything, they were trying to paint Leah Michelle in the best light ever. Mm. But all of us know, no, we don't. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, no. But like also, it also is trying to paint Jonathan Groff in a in a positive light. But like, I don't know if he's how he is as a person, but like he came off a little too fake in it while, while mm. I was watching it in my honest and humble opinion. Now I'm nobody. So who cares what my thought is, but <laughs> uh, that's it. Um, however, <laughs> I, when I found this out uh, that Leah Michelle is rumored to take over, mm-hmm. my thought was uh, Jane Lynch must've heard that, this rumor and was like, I'm out, I'm done, I'm leaving. Cause she's also leaving, I think, the right. same day as BB. Wow. Jane was like, nope, been there, done that. No thanks. Jane is like, no, 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 no. Even if it's not true, I'm just yeah. not, I'm, I'm not play- testing the waters. <laughs> right. Cause I was thinking when you said earlier, I was like, I've never heard a, a good story of like working with Leah Michelle or like being on set with Leah Michelle. Like no one's telling good stories about like, her. Literally only Jonathan Groff. Yeah. Right. And even, and even then it's like, were you under duress? Yeah. <laughs> so what did you gain from this? Like, what is she yeah. giving you? Literally. Like, I mean, she showed him her vagina, and that's it. Like, and that's what you get from the documentary. They say it in the documentary. Oh. Insane, absolutely insane. I haven't seen the documentary, but I did see that clip going yeah. around social media, and I was like, well, I'm like simultaneously shocked and not surprised. I mean, like it was, it was. I wish it wasn't focused on their interviews, and we saw more of the performance. Yeah, because like it, it was pretty powerful and very interesting to watch them because now they're in their Mm thirties and they, or, or older and they have, they, they've had a life, you know, like they're, they're married, they have kids, Mm -hmm. they're, they have boyfriends, girlfriends, they, they are still on Broadway. They left acting, you know? So I wish it focused more though on the show rather than Leah and Jonathan. Hmm. Well, we'll see what Jonathan Groff's next project is. It's all a conspiracy. You know what? If, if anything, uh, with the Glee reboot, if like Jonathan Groff took over as like the Matthew Morrison character, but he's a different, he plays a different character than Jesse St. James. I think I'd, I'd be fine with that. I like that. Or like, you know, if, if it's Adina Menzel and she's still Shelby, like, like, like I think tertiary character, a, a tertiary character as like the connecting tissue might yes. work, but That's like cool. Leah Michelle, no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't need any more Rachel Berry in my life, <laughs> and neither did this episode, by the way. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> this episode um, was surprisingly Rachel light. I'm not mm. mad about it. Which I was not mad about. Um, So I'll just go ahead and like read the episode description so we can get right into it. This is season four, episode 11, Sadie Hawkins. Um, It aired on January 24th, 2013. And it was the first episode after the winter hiatus, which you can definitely tell the way the episode is. It's like a reset of a lot of things. Um, So the description from the Glee Wiki, Tina comes up with the idea of Sadie Hawkins during the William McKinley High School Council meeting. So with the idea of Sadie Hawkins, Coach Beast also encourages Finn to let the Glee Club have fun and perform at the event. 
As the girls attempt to ask boys out at the dance, the boys seem nervous, as well as the girls who are afraid of being rejected. Meanwhile, back in New York, Rachel encourages Kurt to seek someone else. Kurt taking interest in a Glee Club leader named Adam at Niata. The episode was directed by Bradley Buecher and written by Ross Maxwell. Um, I, th- I feel like a few key things were left out of that description, but it's okay. <laughs> by the way, the the uh, glorified extra Cheerio that has the neck brace, does she have a name? <laughs> I don't know, but we could give her one. Is Can we just call the, her neck brace? Is she the one that was um, engaged to Grant? Goosten or not no way that'd be awesome <laughs> see I'm like trying. i don't this this is i don't i i didn't do research on this but even like what at the time but like no, you're great she's okay. heavily featured in this episode and like i if memory serves she's featured throughout this whole season like as as a as a dancer slash background extra in the hallways and everything and like you know i wish she had a line or somebody was like this is this is uh, Ryder. Who's your girlfriend? And he was like, "It's neck brace or whatever." <laughs> That's so. Funny. It's Jill neck brace. You know, like what? Because uh, she is a little predatory this episode, as well as Tina. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm googling. I'm trying to see. There's someone credited as girl. Well, so is she a redhead. Prob- no, no, I think she's a brunette. Um, but like, usually they don't credit background extras for things unless like they literally oh, she, have. She has a name. Her name, yeah. So I, I literally just looked up neck brace Cheerio in the That's first. I was doing. <laughs> yeah, um, she I is known is as neck brace Cheerio or Celeste. 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 Ooh, I like this name. Yeah, Why she, didn't they give her a line? She first appeared in the first episode of the season, the new Rachel. So she's been yeah. around for a while, yeah. It's her season. We're all just living in it. Yeah. You know, from now on, y'all should do like a Celeste watch. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But, like that's, that should be a new a new segment. You know, be like, what did Celeste do this episode? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I absolutely just love propo- that. Just proposing it, you know. Celeste, y'all do what you you all do what you want to do. It's your podcast. I'm just here for funsies. <laughs> and you're here to enhance, John. You're just like glitter or something. You're just. I am like, glitter. Oh. And I love it. And I I'm love glitter it. and sparkles, everyone. <laughs> yes. Um, and there was a lot of glitter and sparkles in this episode um, oh, as well. Oh my god! Cool dance episode, which is fun. So, do we want to talk about New York first or? Let's get New York out of the way. Yeah, let's let's get get New York York out of the way. way. I love it. Okay, so it's 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 spring semester now. Um, Kurt is at Niata, and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. Where is he going to fit in? And he sees a a flyer for the Adams Apples Niata Show Choir. (laughs) Um, he goes to a performance of the Adams Apples. Well. Well, uh-huh. no, he meets the creator. Oh, right, right, right. Adam. He meets Adam. Right, right, right. Which, by the way, <laughs> I thought Adam was very cute. I'm not going to lie. He's not they ugly. Cast, You're right. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, they cast. Ryan Murphy knows how to cast people because he casts beautiful people all the time. But, like, uh, before, like, 
he is dressed, you know, casual, regular student. And then we go to the Adam's apples and <laughs> I was very offended by how they dressed everyone in that. So. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, you know, there was that one woman who was in like sweat gear, which I was just like, I get you, you're fine. But then there was the one that was kind of like a Lolita. And yeah. you know what? I Everyone's it's fine you dress however you want but the fact that they went very much into like dorky costuming i was just like this is so offensive they made it as ridiculous as humanly possible yes and like i know and like we know glee is is the king of subtlety so um (laughs) (laughs) well they all look like they're from a different era too like i'm pulled up the pictures to look like the all these people live in like 2014 New York. I just don't believe it. No, or and going to an all arts school. Like, yeah. I mean, we get it. Rachel wore the the animal sweaters for like a right. year or like almost three years or something. But then she even got a makeover. Like, right. what? She wears mini skirts now. <laughs> I mean, I I know they all don't have access to the Vogue.com closet, but give these people like. You know, like, uh, like if they're in a rehearsal, give them all rehearsal wear. Or if, like, jeans and t-shirts. Like, what's wrong yeah. with that? Yeah, I feel like, first, I'm confused by the show choir being, like, the lamest thing at the school. Like, Rachel gives, like, such hyperbole. She's like, you're going to doom your entire career, literally social and career suicide, to join a show choir. I'm like, it is an art school. It's for the dramatic arts is how does show choir not fit into that? And, and the, then, and what also offended me was her line where she said something like, "It's lower than stage managers and carpenters in the hierarchy." And I was just like, "Like, I know, I know we're, yeah. I know that that's not how we're supposed to describe people, but like, bitch, no, that was how such a thing to say. dare you? Yeah, because first of all, stage managers run your shows. Mm-hmm. Like, they make sure you are lit, everything is done right." Um, they, if you like in rehearsals, if you forget a line, they, uh, they give it to you. Like they are, they are like literally the, the step below a director at that point. And so you got to give them a lot of respect because those people work so hard. And then carpenters are also like hard workers because what are you going to act on are you just going to act in a void for the rest of your life rachel no carpenters build your sets they they also do little odd jobs in like your dressing room if if like your your desk broke or something right well i'm so angry no totally and i wonder if that line comes from rachel being ignorant as in like at McKinley, the Glee Club and the Drama Club were basically the same thing. So, like, of course, she's just a tyrant who looks down on people and doesn't actually understand what they mean, I guess. Or is that Ryan Murphy not ever having been in a stage production in his life? <laughs> like, where does the ignorance come from? I don't like I, it. Or, or um, both. Yeah. Or both. both. <laughs> With Glee, it's always both. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? it? Whatever, whatever the two options are, it's oh, or or like multiple options are, it's 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 all of them. All of they're them. at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Rachel's too busy um, chasing that dick, that Brody dick. So, who cares? Yeah. 
literally letting him spend the night i asking him to move in that was absolutely bananas i'm like okay okay you live in a one room place since we're since we're in new york i'm just gonna jump to the end for a second when he is 45 minutes late uh to their dinner date a did do you think she overreacted do you not remember yeah okay (laughs) because i was just like i mean i get i get it you're angry but also he's in the subway and probably didn't have cell service to text you or something 2014, right? Yeah, cell phones still. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching older things. I'm just like, what? When were cell phones a thing? Cell phones were a thing. Flip phones? No, I guess they had like an iPhone two or something. Blackberry. The Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> but but like you know, in the subway, uh, cell service is what was probably garbage at this time. So I get it that he probably couldn't be like, I'm running late. Sorry, but also. She like overreacted. But she definitely did. She did. The food out. But should he this? have started like started his journey earlier? <laughs> like if he's forty five minutes late, he left the house at least thirty minutes late. Well, so I don't know where he lives in New York because they live in Brooklyn. Yeah, Bushwick. Yeah, and, I think and, he lives uh, like on the in Manhattan or something, right? I feel like the way he said it, he does, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, that's a really long ass time for a train. Yeah. Like even if the train is broken down, they do do they do something else. Or, I mean, she could have like seen it on the heard it on the news or something because she was just sitting in a quiet apartment. Who does yeah. that? <laughs> oh wait, I'm in a quiet apartment right now. Never mind. I, I can't sit. Well, you're you're you know doing an activity. When I lived alone, I could I never lived in a quiet apartment. It always had always had TV. Oh on yeah, 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 yeah. Music. You're yeah. listening to podcast. Um, yeah, some some sort some sort of noise is happening. She was, I guess, staring angrily at food for forty five minutes <laughs> until she got so mad she wanted to throw it out. I don't. She was watching the turkey burger get cold. The turkey burger. Do you think she was also eating a turkey burger? Did Glee forget again that she's a vegetarian? They forget a lot that she's she's vegetarian. <laughs> so well, I, I feel like it's pretty I mean, bad. her line is your turkey burger got cold. So maybe she made him a turkey yeah. burger and herself a veggie Something burger. Else. She'll touch a turkey burger but not eat it. But to go back to Adam's apples. Yes. Mm-hmm. They sing they- baby they sing baby got back. I was going to say, this, this was a big controversial point. It was, in yeah. This was um, some drama. This was the one that they they stole this version, right? And didn't yes. get the yeah. credit? Yeah, From okay. Jonathan Coulter. Yep. They just ripped his um, arrangement and didn't give him credit. Or even let that's, him know. That's bad. Like, I, don't think, I don't think this is the first time they did it, but Jonathan um, Colton actually had, like, a following online so we managed to get a little bit of press about it yeah yeah because like at least in pitch perfect they they credit the cups people mm-hmm. right or like at least or um i don't know if they do it in the movie but at least anna kendrick was like yeah i've been watching this video and blah 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 so at least credit where credit is due right but no uh i remember the night the episode aired jonathan coulter like tweeted about it 
and was like, um, cool. That's literally <laughs> my arrangement. And I mean, if as long as they credited Sir Mix-a-Lot, two, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. That's his song. Yeah. It was just, um, I would say it's also like, obviously that arrangement of baby got back is a joke. Um, and I, I hate what they did with Adam's apples period. Like that's a full sentence, but also the the choreography with the song it was like a it was like that kids bop sounding way they arrange it and they made them dance in the stupidest way possible but like i felt like they were also the characters were taking it seriously which made it so much worse well so i don't understand what the difference is between a glee club in high school and a glee club in a college I don't know. Like the only difference for me from Glee, from like show choir to high school to college was just the college one was much smaller because you don't have like competitions or anything. So it's really just for funsies, you know. But you would you would think though that at Niata, a performing arts college, exactly, they would take a Glee club or a show choir or like a choir mm-hmm. very serious. Well, like case in point, um, I live in New Orleans. Tulane University here has a huge acapella scene. Like there is like six different acapella choirs that are Tulane students. Um, Basically, Pitch Perfect was basically based on them. So it's like you're telling me they couldn't just have like 50 show choirs at Niata and they could all compete against each other. Like, right. Or, or, or like, you know, a men's choir, women's choir, a mixed yeah. or in a, a mixed choir and whatever, like you would assume that there would be things like this and they would be like, maybe not well-respected, but at least like you're doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a hobby. Cause like, cause like not everyone can get cast in a show at school. So you have Rachel to do Barry. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it, it's just it's just odd. Like they sounded fine in terms of like if you're gonna listen to just this, not watch it. If you're gonna listen to it on like uh, your iTunes or on my iTunes, I was like uh, your iTunes where you bought with your own money all the songs. I did all the songs. <laughs> you yes. have this one. You even it, this one. I do have it. Yes. Okay. It's not. I feel like it's not bad, but then when you watch it in the in in context of the show, you're just like, "Oh, this is gross." It's so much worse. Yeah, the choreography really detracts a lot. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Story, okay. Story time with John. Ready? I when I was <laughs> yes. in college, I went to like a liberal arts school. You know, where like every it, it, it's not known for one thing anymore. And I was part of their show choir. Um, for my freshman year, we were called Vocal Point. Uh, we were a lot of a lot of people in it weren't music majors, so I mean we and but we still had fun and we were still doing things left and right. I, it probably wasn't. Now that I look back at it, it probably wasn't like the most respected club on campus, but like no one or like it wasn't even that well known, but like. The fact that Adam's Apples, which is like a student-run organization, is seen as less than makes me wonder. Like, what are what club? Like, is there is there not like a choir or something else that is more respected at Niata? Right. Clearly, the hot club is the Tennessee Williams Play Reading Group. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, and and they're only in the one classroom, the 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 dance studio. 
Right. Like <laughs> every, everyone, everyone is at the dance studio. Um, I'm sorry if I like basically just took over your podcast right there. What I mean, what did what did you guys think of, of Baby Got? Like as a song, though, not yeah. as a performance, as a song. How did you feel about their cover of, of this Baby Got Back? Mandy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my favorite. It's definitely not my favorite. But is it the worst thing ever that you've heard? No, I mean, Glee gives us so many things to choose from. That's true. They <laughs> but, do. Uh, so I'm going to say not the worst. Um, I also am like a little bit fond, not of the song or the performance, but this was like daring Chris bring his friends to work day. Yes. So, like, a lot of the Adam's apples, like performers in the background were actually just friends of his from like his college theater group. They're star kid people. Yeah, Joey Richter is in it, and then Tess yes, and oh my god, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember that now. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they focus too much on the Lolita woman, so she yeah. must be somebody too. She, yeah, must be. Those are the only two I recognize, like offhand. But I feel like the other ones probably were. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's see? just Darren Chris in a nutshell, always taking his friends to work. <laughs> Um, I'll say, okay, if, if this had been, okay, I'm trying to separate the song for the performance, but I think what comes to mind is run Joey run. Okay. It's an iconic glee moment. It's a ridiculous song and ridiculously performed. And we all take it as such. We're like, yes, this is a joke moment. And it became iconic, but baby got back cannot ascend to that level. And I'm trying to figure no. out why that is. I feel like number one is it's an off character who we don't yeah. know. Right. So it's like Rachel Berry trying to be funny is much more iconic than random Adam who names his group after himself, um, which is a weird. Like, yes, that's the, the only, music pun. That's the only character trait we really know about him. Well, you're right. It's also a pun, which is like good. It's true. Oh no, I meant I meant the music pun because like a yeah. lot of the other uh, usually like if you in the competition episodes, mm-hmm. the third group that is not New Directions or Vocal Adrenaline or the War like even Vocal yes. Adrenaline that's a pun, right? But like they use they go full pun with that third joke group yes. that is always third place. So um, oral intensity. <laughs> Yes. 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 But uh, I'll just say, like, I I, I feel like it wanted to be like a run, Joey, run, but couldn't get there. And that makes me sad because I do feel like it is – it's supposed to be a funny moment, and it just doesn't land for me. Um, But anyway, I feel like if I I wanted to, like, Mm -hmm. uh, put this song on, like, you know – if I'm ordering all the song, all of the songs from Glee from like best to worst, I feel like this would be like in the middle as a song, not like, mm-hmm. cause like it's, it's fine. They do the job and it's, and like, because of the different arrangement, it's very, it's a little more song. It's a little more singy and a little more interesting, but like, it's not the, it's not the greatest that they've done. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. See, I'm interested when you say in the middle, because I feel like in my head, it's like, okay, my favorite Glee songs, like if they came up on shuffle, I would listen to the whole thing. And then my least favorite Glee songs, if they came up on shuffle, I would skip it immediately. And I feel like this is on my skip it immediately end oh, of the spectrum. Not for you though? Like you'd, li- you'd give a listen? I'd give That's it fine. a listen. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, 
would you turn it off halfway through or like whole thing? I think it'll depend on my mood of the day. I, yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. had the reaction. Like when I was watching this episode, I was like doing a couple of other things. And when that song came on, I like put down my iPad and was like, I got to watch this actually. Oh, okay. But Mandy, if you're, if, if you're just listening to it, like with no visuals. I, I would, think I would, I would probably let it play. And then regret it the rest of the day because it would kind of be an earworm that I resented having. But like, that's a lot of glee. So it is a lot of glee. Yeah. I feel like, Uh, yeah, just, just as a song, it's probably like mid range for me. I I don't know. I wouldn't like seek it out ever. Right. It's not like rumor has it someone like you, where you have to listen to the whole song (laughs) with or without the video. Yes. (laughs) Um, but there was good music in this episode. So I think that's basically all that happens in New York. I mean, Kurt starts to like have a crush on Adam, but we can talk about that later when we talk about the pain. Um, Cause it doesn't, well, there's Kurt no... asks him out and he says, yes, he does. Oh, yeah. I blocked yeah, that. The... I blacked that out. So it's funny. Cause at the, towards the end, I, I, I'm so happy. I took notes uh, <laughs> at, towards the end of the episode. During, there's a moment where beast goes to, um, all the girls, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sorry to be so like gender specific with this. Cause I know mm-hmm. this show, um, they, they are, they were like, they, the show kind of was like a, a running force for the alphabet mafia. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry to be so binary with a lot of my words, but there, that's how the show presented itself at the right. time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Beast goes to like those the the girls who are who don't have dates and are not dancing and basically tells them you know what like you got it just put yourself out there and everything and so you see um, oh Zeiss, Lauren Zeises esque uh, somebody you see another um, Tina's assistant whose name I forgot asked somebody and then it's match cut with uh, Kurt asking Adam out on a date. And so, and like everyone says yes. So, so like this yeah. is kind of a setup, I guess, for Kurt and Adam to move onward with their relationship for the next episode. Oh yes, yes. They really, they really let us into uh, a false sense of security with Kurt and Blaine from the last episode, only to like spring <laughs> that mid-game romance on us. This one, they did. And you know what? Speaking of speaking of Beast. I like her this episode because usually whenever there's like a little beast heavy moment, Mm -hmm. it's used for like emotional things. Cause Mm -hmm. that's, cause you know, they were like, Oh fuck. Kurt's in now New York. We need somebody else to be the emotional impact beast. So, but like this one is a little more of a positive emotional light where she's just like, you know, when I was in high school, Sadie Hawkins dance, blah, blah, blah was like how I was able to hang out and have fun with my friends. And so right. it was, it, it is a little sad when you think about what she's saying, but like, she's not crying the whole episode. Right. So I really appreciate the writing for her this episode. It's emotional, but not in like a damaging way. It's like a positive way. Yes, which is a yes, change yes, of yes. Pace. Yeah. Because like, I mean, yeah, she slips in a little bit of trauma and everything, but like. You but gotta, like, you it, gotta flip in the trauma. You gotta slip in some trauma. I mean, everyone slips in their own traumas. Let's be real. <laughs> That's here. right. 
we, we're talking about glee here. Come on. We're talking <laughs> about our traumas here. That's right. Um, uh, so, yeah. oh, I was going to say the whole idea of the Sadie Hawkins dance comes around from student council, but also what I thought was hilarious, which is this too young to be bitter club. Oh my God. <laughs> With a bunch of the girls from the school. I was like, this is like super misogynistic. Um, but okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yes, and they're all the secondary characters. Yes. If you think about it. Because you've got Zyces, you've got um uh crap, what's Becky? You've got Tina's assistant, you've got a pun- bunch of other Yes. Um, and I believe Brittany was in it on act like as a background person. Dottie Casatori is the <laughs> Dottie, that's her name. Yes, Dottie. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So it's kind of and this is actually um Thanks, Glee Wiki. This is the first episode Lauren Zeiss has been in since season three. So, are you serious? Yeah, good wow. to see her. Wow, I know. So she, this must be her senior year then. Yeah, in theory. Oh, and she was only in Asian F in season three, which was like one of the first five episodes. So, criminally are underused. S- wow. Well, because yeah. they they abused her in season two. They did. She yeah. deserved she- better. <laughs> I know she filmed a movie. I just can't remember mm. when that was. That makes sense. So maybe that's why she wasn't in season three, but stupid Glee not using Lauren's eyes. If she's in the gl- reboot, I would watch it. I would watch that. <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. Lauren's eyes, I... should lead the Glee club. They would have yes. the best yes. music choices. Yes, it'll be all uh, 80s rocker women. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. I'm here. It would be amazing. To hear um, somebody squelt bar- barracuda. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so in the Too Young to Be Bitter Club, we talk about the Sadie Hawkins dance, and it kind of dovetails in, of course, with the Glee Club assignment because everything does. Um, where Finn is kind of like struggling to keep everyone motivated because they're out of the running for competitions. Um, and so they end up doing a ladies choice lesson where every girl picks a song and then sings it and then asks her boy to the dance. Um, cute idea. Um, but then Tina gets up there. God bless Tina. Well, okay. So for starters, positive note on this moment. Yes. Okay. Tina sings a full song. Yes. Full Tina solo. You're right. Right. It is a joke. It is a joke because... It's a romantic song she's singing to Blaine, who's yes. obviously gay. But it's a full song that Tina doesn't cry during, True. or cry, her voice cracks. Um, it, I be, let me hold on, let me check the iTunes because I believe it's available. There, there are some full length Tina songs that are not available, and I'm very mad about that. Right, the um, ultimate disrespect. Uh, there's, I believe, there's one in season five that she does that is not. Available. Yep, I don't know how to love him. Is the first is the first song of the episode, really? Right. So, yeah. But like in my notes, I just wrote, "All oh, right, this is Predator Tina." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the beginning. Yep, this is the inception. Yep. Vapor rape. Vapor rape. Uh, it happens. It happened. <laughs> it's happening very soon because that happens between now and the um the Valentine's Day episode. So. And like, you know, you know, this is a very, another positive. This is a very Tina heavy episode. Right. 
Because, like, you know, season four, they were doing that whole thing where they're trying to figure out who's going to be, like, the lead of... Yes, uh, the, the new Rachel. <laughs> I didn't want to say the name of the episode. <laughs> it's okay, sorry. Yes. But, yes, she... I mean, even in season four, when she's supposed to be, like, one of the OGs, her and Artie are the, the last of the OGs, they get, like, barely an episode. Yeah. Well, the insulting part is that they tell her explicitly at the end of season three, three right, that where she's, she's going like, to be, yeah. you're going to be the female lead. And she and Rachel even have that storyline with the body swap thing where she's like, your time is coming. You've paid your dues. And then they literally don't do any of that. Did she do something to Ryan Murphy? Is that what happened? I feel like somebody told Maybe. me she did something to Ryan Murphy or, oh, wait, oh, wait, I, I'm remembering now. Hold on. Let me grab the thought. So, um, you know how they like would write in their real life experiences with things, right? Tina would go to them and this, this is it. This is her real life thing where she was like, Oh yeah, I think it would be funny if I like fall in love with a gay guy. Cause I've done that in my life. Um. And so like they would always, it's if I feel like somebody was saying that they would shoot her down because like, whatever, um, because they needed more time for Leah Michelle or whatever. And mm-hmm. so she must have pissed a writer off or Ryan Murphy himself off because obviously she shunned to the background a lot. Yeah. Uh, or or made to be a joke for the episode. So yeah, I feel bad. Jenna, Jenna Ushkowitz, I'm so sorry. If you're listening, we know I deserve better. We know I know you're has- listening. I- <laughs> Huge, huge fan of Glee on the Rocks, Jenna Ashkowitz. But you know what? Jenna has a Tony and none of those other bitches do. So hmm. not even Leah fucking Michelle. That's right, so bitch. Go suck a dick. So they can all take a long walk off a short fucking pier. Yes. Um, because, yeah, they really did her dirty in. Look who's laughing now. 100%. 100. <laughs> um, so... Okay, so Tina sings I Don't Know How to Love Him. Then Brittany helps Marley sing her song, which is Tell Him. So, I'm not going to lie. When you proposed to me to pick an episode, yes. this is the reason. This okay. one and and uh, I, I, forgot locked, okay. I forgot Locked Out of Heaven was in this episode. Yes. So, like, t- but, like, tell him those powder blue dresses are burned into my brain and the little dyed to match shoes so cute the shoes yeah. the, the little sparkle uh starbursts that are on their dresses and everything yeah sorry i work in costumes i don't know if i've ever said that ever <laughs> I um tell. so i paid attention a lot to the costumes in this episode yes <laughs> but like those the the fact that like the fan i'm gonna call them the fantasy dresses because you realize that's what it was. Yes. It's just forever burned into my brain. And it's the, and I, what I really liked about it is that it's a uniform. Cause yes. usually when they are in performance dresses for like sex, uh, a competition, um, uh, they cover up, uh, unique's arms or even, yes. mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amber's that. arms. Yes. Mercedes. Which, they would do Mercedes, that. which I mean, that may have been the actor's choice, which, that's great, but like, if we're going for a uniform look, make it uniform, right? It's not hard to add a sleeve, like, to add a sleeve while you're building this dress, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it would. Um, I always hate that. Always bother me in Glee because, like, I 
am a plus size person. I have some flab on my arms. A lot of people do. It always felt like they were trying to like cover up that on some of the, you know, on their only one plus size actress at the time. And that sucks. Well, they also they also did it to Lauren Zeises mm-hmm. when she That's she true. joined. Yeah. yeah, they did. But like, but like, yes, the fact that the plus sized uh, uh, characters always had their arms covered. Yeah. Which, granted, that again, that might be an issue that the person has, not, um, and that's okay. But like, make yeah. it so that everyone has a sleeve, or like, a, like this one. It's not really a sleeve. It's like a... A little bit uh, extra tool or something. Yeah, it's like a yeah. tooly strap or whatever you... However you want to describe it. And that's that's cute and nice. And, like, you know, uh, it was funny because you could tell I think they wanted it to stay bunched up. But the fabric was like, fuck off. I'm not doing this. Yeah. So <laughs> it would always be, like, just off the shoulder or, like, not bunched up in a perfect way. And it was amazing. But, like... I love this song. I love their little, I love their dance. Yes. Do you, okay. Agree or disagree. The women of Glee, any cast member, women of Glee are stronger performers. Do you agree with that statement or disagree with that statement? Wait, compared to what? Compared to the men. men, Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Yes, yes, yes. I think you take the whole performance into consideration because like dancing hands down. Oh, yeah. of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because, like, I, watching watching this number, I was just like, wow, these are... I Wade. mean, not gonna lie, Alex Newell blasts everyone out of the water, except for oh, Amber. Yeah. Wade, uh, Unique is keeping... Keep, like, they're all doing great choreography, and yes. they all look fantastic. I'm a sucker for this kind of uh, style of dress. Like, if I... If I could wear dresses or if I wanted to wear dresses, I would wear this style that they're wearing and tell him all the time. I'll say it also (laughs) makes me happy because that is a such a show choir outfit, like real show choir in real life. That is it. That is the outfit right there that the girls would wear 100 percent. So it's cute. Yes, I love it. I love it, too. So after they do tell him, Marley asks out. Jake to the dance. He says, yes. Brittany asks out Sam to the dance. He says, yes. And are Brittany and Sam in a relationship at this point? Yes. Yeah. Newly. I think it happened the last. Yeah. Just the last episode. The last episode. It was that. Do you remember this one, John, where they think that the world's going to end? Where they get fake married? Yes. Yeah. Fake married. Yeah. That happened last episode. Okay. Okay. Because that. That's the one where Beast is also just like, y'all didn't really get married because you thought the world was ending. Exactly. She was like, I am smarter than you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an adult. Exactly. (laughs) I knew that was going to go badly. But, you know, of course, Marley can't have Jake without Kitty getting in there trying to mess it up. So Kitty tries to offer herself to Jake. He okay 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 yeah, uh-huh. wait, 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 wait 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 well you know where I'm going since with we're this, here. unfortunately since we're here. yeah since since we're here yeah yeah Kitty I'm sorry I'm sorry I I I know this is your podcast but I have so much <laughs> this is a lot to talk about <laughs> no it's a lot Kitty flat out admits to Jake that she's going to gaslight Marley and he fucking doesn't do anything about it I know he doesn't he doesn't tell Marley about because this is way after Gleese right yes yes yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So he doesn't go to Marley and be like, listen, Kitty isn't really that greatest person to be hanging out with. He doesn't go to, I don't know, the principal and be like, ah, or to even, um, oh, Coach Roz, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Sue's Mm -hmm. principal now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't go to Coach Roz and be like, listen, your Cheerio is like a full-blown sociopath. Right. Uh, So it's just... But it's been like this since Gleese. No one has said anything to Kitty like period <laughs> unless right, i'm remembering least, wrong but yeah the, the thing with what she did in gleese though is that nobody knew well they like, knew after knew a little she, bit well like they didn't know that she took the clothes in and right, everything right yeah or like she was gaslighting marley into um having an eating disorder but they didn't know kitty was being mean to her like kitty was mean oh, to her like right course. in front of them and they just like were like silent right Side eye. <laughs> yeah. But I guess like Kitty's portrayed as, you know, like the popular girl who will like fuck your life up. But I mean, Kitty uh, in this episode is now, now wants to like use sex as a weapon and like sleep with men to get her way. Whereas, and they pointed out in this episode, she was always portrayed as like super Christian virginal up until this point. And it's like, I guess they decided they need somebody like that so she's the new quinn i guess she just is whatever they want her to be at this point yeah uh, yeah but at least but they're making her evil where quinn yeah. was just like exactly an antagonist but not full-blown evil right like she's quinn a character mostly hurt herself not other people like she mm. kind of went after rachel a few times but she pulled punches more very true yeah yeah, and she tried to do that with Shelby, but, you know, Puck at least stepped in and mm-hmm. stopped it. And Shelby is a, a fucking adult, so she's like, I see what you're doing. Stop it. Right. But it's like Kitty just is doing Kitty. Like, nobody has ever really stepped in to stop her tirade until now. Um, fucking Noah Puckerman, of all people, <laughs> is a more mature character this season than others look all things about mark salling aside he he's like surprisingly mature in that he's like jake don't sleep with kitty you'll just fuck everything up with marley i've been there i'll go talk to marley and like make her go away and then somehow ends up being her date to sadie hawkins because they do that that weird like hate (laughs) flirting to each other yeah it just feels so creepy because he just looks older than ever. <laughs> and he she... also literally in the episode reminds her that she's underage just before accepting an entirely sex-based date with her. Yeah. Ugh, gross. So gross. And then later at the dance, I feel like they try to like make it okay. Like they yeah. try to like, hey, and like they bond a little bit. Well, so, okay. Weird. I was trying to think about this because I'm, I'm a little confused as to how old Kitty's supposed to actually be. I think she's a sophomore. Yeah, I was going to say like 15, 16 tops. Yeah. Well, so Puck says to Jake that he's had every flavor of Cheerio. And in theory, if if she's like a sophomore or a junior... She could have been on the Cheerios the year prior, you know, when he was still in high school. True. So... So, like, they could have fucked. <laughs> they could have. 
at the beginning of this season, they do a whole explainer about Marley, Jake, and Kitty about like how we've never seen them before, basically. And I think they kind of well, just Marley moved, her that she was already yeah, there. Marley moves yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Writer's also a new student. Right. That's always the case when it's a new character. When it's a new character, we're transfer students, right? <laughs> like that ever happens much? Um, yeah, but I think for uh, Kitty, it was like I think they kind of retconned her, like she was always there or something. But she's not a freshman. They never have anybody be a freshman for some uh, reason. Tina technically was, if you true. think about that's it. That's true with the yeah. math. Tina and Artie right. were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. They never said that. I don't know what their issue is with that, but um. They never said it until the end of season yeah. three, where they're like, "Hey, Tina and Ernie, you're on. You're still here for next season. <laughs> you're, you're here for next school year. Hooray!" Right, and then we all had to do the math. <clears throat> well, um, Just with Blaine and his magically changing age, right? right. Oh, right. Because Blaine was forever. originally introduced as a junior. Well, they say. To be fair, they say junior member Blaine. Oh yeah. So there's always debate about what junior member meant. Did it mean he was a junior or did it mean that he was just younger? Oh God, this show is so dumb. I love it. A (laughs) hundred percent. That's why they, I think that's why they started explicitly saying it. Like these characters came in and they said, I'm a sophomore. They were like, you'll never catch a slipping again. (laughs) Never again. Um, Okay. So Kitty asks, Noah Buggerman to the dance and with that everybody has a date well for now and we have the Sadie Hawkins dance which is a winter wonderland theme um what what does Brittany say don't eat the snow it's glittery and will stick to your mouth <laughs> well, your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> can we for a hot second just talk about the before the dance itself the moment that tina and blaine have in the hallway oh i yeah i'm gonna just circle back to that oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. please do, take do you want to put a pin in it or no, do no, you want to no, take, take us there because like it's actually like a beautiful acting moment where like they're they're both admitting to each other that they have secret crushes i mean hers is not so much a secret crush and he admits that he has a crush on a straight guy but Blaine's not as predi- is not predatory as Tina is. And so they have this beautiful moment where you th- one would think Tina has finally come to terms and think that, hey, this guy is gay. I have zero chance in hell to- with him. And she's like, you know what? Let's just go as friends. Right. Go- like, and like, as somebody who was actually out in high school, I would have appreciated that. I mean, I never happened. And like, um, you know, I did like no woman, no woman was lusting after me because hello, I was out in high school. So, right. But, but if all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I saw that and I was just like, you know what? That's a great moment. And that's great. Like I said, for the representation of the alphabet mafia that the show does. Right. So the fact that, Hope we we were hoping at that moment that she was going to let bygones be bygones and move on with move on dot org with her life. Right. Um, and then they the fact that they also shoehorned in the fact that Sadie Hawkins is sometimes called a snowball. <laughs> I was like, this oh, is dumb. Is that it? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Well, because you know it's it's true Ryan Murphy slash Glee dialogue where they speak a million miles a second. Right. So. You're like, 
I'm sorry. What did you just say? <laughs> constantly, constantly. And I even watch with subtitles and I'll still be like, they said what? Yeah. They said, <laughs> yes. They also missed an opportunity in this episode, I think, to the it was literally on a silver platter for them to bring back the storyline of Blaine like being literally like beat up at a Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh, they did. Well, they, yeah, they reference it. I know, but like yeah. in the stupidest way possible. Like it's not actually part of the plot. It's like they put it in just so we couldn't complain that they like forgot about it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, she because in that scene I was talking about, Tina's like, "I am sorry, I forgot about your trauma, but you should also apologize to me." And I was like, "Right, Girl. yes, right, girl." Don't, but then you're he's at, like, "You're going too much." But right then now. it's so dumb because Blaine's like, "Don't worry, it's not my trauma. It's that I have a huge crush on Sam, and I don't want to go to the dance and see him there." And it's like, "Do you see That's him the in Brittany making out every day? Like, what's different yeah. about the dance? <laughs> like, go have a good time." Like, do you know how many straight guys I've had crushes on and then watch them make out with their girlfriends? Like, yeah. yes, I, I understand the pain, but like, I'm not going to not go to a, a a social event because yeah. the a straight guy that I have a crush on is going to also be there. Yeah, it like, was kind of nonsensical to me. Um, and just like made made for a weird kind of stutter step, I felt like it was kind of like a weird point in the middle of the episode to bring up and uh, now now that you've of course we're launching another storyline for the next few episodes that blaine has this huge crush on sam Ugh. Mm. um but blaine does agree to go to the dance finally as friends as friends yes because they're would. friend zoning each other and, and and they're both fine with that <laughs> until they're not you know yeah you know what's interesting though what so i think in season five I'm sorry to jump ahead and you guys can cut this out. Oh, you're fine. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just walking through my Put thoughts Put it all right together. Now. Yes. So in season five, they have that episode trio where it's about right. the three of them. And Artie is obviously just like, guys, I'm also a senior, but you know, they forget about him. Um, do you feel like that this is them planting the seeds for that? Or like, mm -hmm. do you think that, cause like, it, I feel like, it organically got there like it wasn't forced kind of like how uh, other things are forced in this series right but like i felt like that the the friendship that that tina sam and blaine have just like happens i feel like know? right now it's more of a triangle i guess since tina well, likes yes, blaine yes, and yes, blaine yes. likes sam and because there's not a lot of sam tina right now but you're right it's like was it foreshadowed like, or like like were they plan i wonder right. if they were planning it or if they were just like you know what these three work well together let's do an episode let's make them best friends or something you know i'll say i'm happy with blaine tina and sam having the most storylines at mckinley i think that is how it should be yeah. i mean i would also put Artie in there personally but i'm happy with that because i think they you know they they paid their dues and they earned that <laughs> to be like the main people at mckinley um but right. you know what you also what also made me think when you brought that up do you weren't in the fandom so i don't know if you remember but there was this point where they were pushing they called it delia street and it was i Darren's was totally about court. to bring that up is that what you were thinking yeah. about yeah <laughs> what is, what is this there was like a, a, on social media like they used to always share like behind the scenes photos and stuff when they were filming like just on their twitter and 
some and this was like before Instagram was even really big, like right before, I guess, or maybe as Instagram was getting bigger. But they they literally branded themselves, Darren Leah and Cord, the Leah Street. <laughs> Which is like a like, nonsense. Wow. They tried so hard to make that happen. They tried really hard to like yeah. push you know, this. And you know what? Friendship. It's great because you they obviously were are, were and probably still are friends. And as much as everyone has their own issues with like people in Glee, <clears throat> Darren Chris, um, <laughs> you, like they are, this is a moment where it's like, it feels like they're the line between uh, character and person is like muddy mm-hmm. when it comes to the when it comes to Delia Street. Let's uh, as a watcher, I appreciate it because, like you know, I was friends with those people, or I feel like I could be friends with them. You know what I mean? Am I Englishing? I know I know words are hard. <laughs> You're Englishing. I feel yes. like I mean that's a very positive and and um um optimistic outlook and i i love you for that um <laughs> I oh time, i will i will trash talk glee too don't get me wrong oh i know but i just i at the time was like this is bullshit this is a distraction from like darren and chris and like all the questions about their relationship and like this is like a campaign to try and make leah look like a better person than she is and like i, mean, I do <laughs> think that was a little bit true like right? I do think this was like shit. We got to figure out who on this cast is most willing to fake hang out with Leah Michelle. <laughs> it just felt it felt very forced, like the pictures and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I do, oh, yeah. I do. Oh yeah, was Delia Street mostly her? I'm gonna like account? find a tweet for you. Sorry, my 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 brain also. I also blacked out when you. <laughs> When, and I even said Delia Street, not even thinking about it. I meant Sam. Oh. Like, <laughs> like just, 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 uh, Cord, Cord uh, uh, Jenna and Blaine, like the three of them, I felt were besties. Yeah. Like, yeah. On and off camera. Yes. Obviously on camera as characters, but like mm-hmm. off camera, like maybe on days off, they would go to the beach together or they would get lunch together, you know, something like that. Yeah, and I think they did. Yeah, Yeah, I think they had that that. genuine friendship. But, like, they tried to push Core, Darren, and Leah as the best friends. Jenna would have made so much more sense, but Jenna wasn't, like, the star. So I think they wanted Leah's face all over social media. Let's, you know what? Let's change it to Denna Street. Denna Street. I love it. Yeah. Denna Street. So it's much better. Dar- Darren, Jenna, and Cord. Denna Street. I do. That's- so much more sense for what was happening on the show. Yeah. And you know, and please somebody remind me whenever this episode comes out to use hashtag Denna Street because <laughs> yeah. we're going to make it a thing. We're going to make it a thing. We're going to yes. make it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm really happy though that Leah is barely in this episode because like my god yeah no agreed it is a nice little um rachel light episode um this, this is this is enough rachel berry that i want in yeah a, this in is an the dose this is the dose you're totally right <laughs> she's like there and has like two scenes perfect no singing yes. i love it um but okay we have to get to the sadie hawkins dance because i do think this is some of the best music and performances from Glee period. I think they're so good. 
Um, so the guys of Glee get up to pay tribute to the powerful women of McKinley with a song by a woman, and they sing No Scrubs with the craziest dance moves ever. <laughs> like full One Direction boy band moment. This is this was dumb. You didn't I'm like sorry. it? <laughs> no, no, no. Like the, the speech before. Oh no, you're right. I was yeah. like, you're right. I was like, this is this is cringe Glee. I get it, but, but so like. Cringe. But like, just do the song. Don't, don't, yeah. don't preface it. Just be like, "Hey, we just want to talk. We just want to sing you guys, sing y'all a song. Here we go." Yeah. No. Just say hit I it. Don't want no scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> just. Or, or I turn around and all of a sudden the music starts. Like. Uh, no, a hundred percent. Wait, what was funny? Related. I watched this episode on Amazon because I had to buy the whole season when it went off of uh, Netflix, and the the one sentence blurb for it was like "feminism rules the school" or something like that, and I was like, "What from this one line?" <laughs> well, feminism. I mean, also, so after No Scrubs or during No Scrubs, Marley uh, and Jake are dancing, and she basically lay lays down her her like rules or like mm. um what she wants in the relationship and i was just like get it because this is 2014 right yeah, yeah right even even then like this wasn't happening or this wasn't represented on film uh where a, a woman is just like this is what i want out of the relationship either take it or leave it yeah so, i i liked that moment i appreciate that yes Yes, because you because you know you're let you're setting your boundaries, and that's what's important in in every in life. And if and if he doesn't want it, then he's not worth your time, baby. A hundred percent. And I feel like Marley, bless her heart, has been just all over the place in this season. Like you know what I mean? They just like put so much different things on her and so many different plot lines. It was great to see her like being control for one thing. And then also like get what she wants and not what everybody mm-hmm. else wants her to want. So. But then can I introduce the next song? Oh my God, please tell please. us all about it. Oh, then they sing locked out of heaven, which, Oh my God. It's, it's, it's definitely top 25 in my opinion. Yes. I don't know where exactly, but it's definitely up there because again, the women of Glee are stronger singers. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> It's very evident like I, in this little two song back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> like in season two, when they let Britney start singing, it, it was great. Um, we love, we love Tina. Uh, Alex Newell is a powerhouse, both on Glee and off Glee. Yes. Um, who else was in it? Sugar. Like, okay. Sugar is, is probably still a little tone deaf, but like <laughs> we accept she her. Sold it. She you know what her. I mean? She sold it. Yeah. <laughs> And then who's the fifth one? There's um, five. Marley, of course. Marley. Of course. How can I forget Marley? Supergirl, come on. It's but so good. The choreography. So okay. Mm-hmm. The I, I I whenever I hear that song at like a wedding or something, whenever they get to the the part where they slam the yes. mic stands, I still like I stomp my foot, and I'm like, I know this isn't the Glee version, but I'm doing it. Yes. No, also, that's exactly okay. what I think of. When I said choreography, I was thinking of them slamming the microphone because yes. it's so <laughs> sexy. Like, it is, like, just the best performance. Like, they are at the top of their fucking game. So good. Right. And they're doing a lot of armography, and I'm okay with that because yes. <laughs> it goes the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, yeah. Yes. But um, question for, for you two. 
why were their dresses coordinated? <laughs> That's true. That's a good question. They're at a school dance. Like, yeah. Because, like, okay, okay. Brittany's wearing white and silver, and she sticks out a little bit, but she still kind of goes with the rest of them because they all have, like, silvery things, and they're all in blues or greens. And I was just like, why? It's not a... It's not a, a competition. It's not a perform. It's it's a performance, but it's not like a school performance where you still want to be uniform. No, it's true so though. Like, they have a palette. Costume designer, I forget her name. Uh, why? <laughs> why did you do this? I love it though. Like I'm constantly thinking about Sugar's dress with the feathers on the bottom and how great it looks in the performance. <laughs> like the yes, time. I can, I, be- I believe. <laughs> I believe the silhouette and whatever, like the dress itself that each person is wearing is what they would pick out yeah. based mm-hmm. on what we know of them. But like, oh, but I don't know. I feel like Sugar would have worn pink or something. No, it's true. Because you know? like even Britney's dress, like you said, it is kind of different, but it kind of looks like feathers on the bottom. Like, I think it really was like a coordinating moment. Which was- yeah. And, I, <laughs> and like, it, I mean, I know, I know, I know uh, friend groups coordinate outfits for events like or uh, especially in high school you know you'd be like oh my god my dress is this you we should all go get our dresses together and kind of coordinate but like not be matchy matchy which that's fine i wish we had a scene of them dress shopping because then it would make sense to me my god just a scene dress shopping because then they could probably shoehorn in another song as they do a montage of trying on dresses I like. I love how eight years later I, we're rewriting this episode. <laughs> no, I would have loved that because, um, you know, that's that's the issue with these like one and done episodes. It's like they didn't have like a three episode plot of them like planning this Sadie Hawkins dance. Like in the world of Glee, it was conceived, planned, and executed in like one week. You know, so it's like. I would have loved that though because I remember back in it was it season two where they have the little dress try on thing before the prom. It's like, go in peace, Satan. I mean, Santana. Um, it's season two <laughs> or three. But um, yeah, like, I, I love that. It's it's cute to see them just, like, be actual friends, like, outside of Glee Club. But yeah, this song was, I, because, like, like I said, initially, I picked this one because of Tell Him. And, like, you know, that's a fun number, and it's upbeat and everything, and women of Glee. But, like, then this one came out, and I was just like, I forgot! <laughs> <laughs> Well, you get the two looks. You have Tell Em, which is the matching outfits and even the matching shoes. And then you have Locked Out of Heaven, which is like fun, coordinated outfits with a little more personality. It's like two for one in this episode. I'm, I'm in. I I'm love it. I'm so in. No, yes, it's so yeah. good. There's a lot of group numbers this episode. Like, yes, like uh, in, in Baby Got Back, Adam takes the lead and everything. But like there's a... There, there's like a, a an ensemble, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not necessarily a solo. It's still a group number. Yeah. It's like, is so. Tina the only one with a solo in the episode? No, Ryder. No. <laughs> oh, right. I had completely forgotten. Oh, forgot it already. Yeah. Yeah, but Ryder does have a solo. Yeah. On his yes. own playing piano. Fascinating. No, no, he also, but like Joe and uh, Artie do sing backup on it towards oh, okay. the end. But like, okay. John's going to get personal one more time. Okay. I yes. only have eyes for you, which is what writer's song is, is my parents' wedding song. And mm. so I love the Flamingos version of this. It is forever ingrained in my brain. 
writer who I, I'm a little hot and cold. I don't necessarily, but like, I never really like him as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think this should have been his song. Like I get, I get, I think I get why because he still has a thing for Marley, even though he's there with uh, Celeste, uh, neck brace. Um, yes. But I would have loved to hear. I mean, Artie or Sam sing it, or Joe, or not Sam, Joe. I think Joe would have has a better voice for this song than Ryder does, and like mm. they never give Joe anything after he, yeah. his four episode arc. <laughs> God bless. Joe was there. <laughs> he was there. He can say that oh, much. Sam, Sam Larson, I'm so sorry they treated you this I way. I know you're I know you're a fan of this podcast too, Sam. So <laughs> Oh my God. That would be so cool. Because um it won't I guess they liked Sam Larson better than Damian McGinty, who they just wow. wrote off the show. Yeah. Well, no well So I mean, was that was that them or was that him? Because he's like, I'm doing nothing now. So I'm gonna go and try something new bye guys maybe he does come back in this season it was the episode right before this in the christmas the episode. christmas one mm-hmm. yeah Loved as it. as um as clarence yes. right yep he's mm-hmm. the christmas sponsor or whatever yes yes it was but so unfortunate know. how they treated the, these characters mm-hmm. uh except for writer because apparently writer got a stronger role than the other two mm-hmm. fuck them yeah. but Actually, no. Alex Newell got the stronger role out of everyone, and he didn't win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yep. hundred like, percent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt because, like, you know, they come out strong. They give um, Damien his own episode and everything, and I was just like, I'm interested to see more of you. And then they never do, and it's very sad. And then Sam, and then you know, uh, Samuel Larson came on, and it's like, oh, cool, another new person. Yay, go team! And then. Uh, he dates Quinn and it's like, uh oh, it's over for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they thought maybe they thought Samuel had more chemistry with like individuals in the cast or something. Because I feel like Damien was a little sexless, you know, like he didn't really, they didn't really put him Duncan. in a relationship with anyone. They just didn't get me started, on how, don't get me started on how they treated Vanessa because like oh, yeah. Sugar mm-hmm. is like Vanessa is comedy gold and this is supposed to be like a comedy musical comedy show with some dramatic moments and so it's like why aren't you using her she's amazing like this episode she has the like throwaway lines that like you laugh your ass off and it's just like like i get it she's not a a singer but she's an actor so like have her act God damn it. Right. And I mean, but she's, whether she's really singing or not in these like group numbers, I don't know. You know, she doesn't like have a solo or anything. So is that really Vanessa's vocals? I don't know. But she's an amazing performer. Like put her up there. Damn it. Yeah. 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 And at least they they make her the, um, she's okay. So she's not like Heather as a, as strong of a dancer, but she's a mover. So like they make her do a lot of the dancing and and like they they have a lot of cutaway shots to her because like again she gives great reactions yeah she gives face so good yes <laughs> but like i'm so happy she's in this whole episode because there are episodes um this i wait is it, it it's the sectionals right where they cut where her and joe come in and they're like and here they are from the other class and you're like yes they're weird. back it was super weird yeah uh, yep yep show. <laughs> but um 
Yeah. There were also episodes that Vanessa wasn't in and we found out through recording the pod and said that it was because her contract didn't allow her to be in tribute episodes. Random. What? So random. Yeah. Super random. So like the, was she, she was around for the Whitney episode, right? Yes. Because Whitney was season three and she was in trouble. Like that was her introduction. So she wasn't allowed to be in like that. Yeah. Like she was just, she would just be like not in certain episodes. That is I know. dumb. But, <laughs> but Glee did this all the time. And I'm like, you can't have a show set in a school and then let people randomly not be there for a whole episode when one episode is supposed to be a whole week. You can't just miss a right. week of school. <laughs> That's right, not a thing. I'm, I mean, Matt had spiders in his ear and they gave an excuse for him. <laughs> right. Well, there's one time they say that um, Tina had some kind of bird flu or something, but <laughs> they don't they, give excuses they, much. Yeah. Okay, so we have kind of one more piece of plot line that we haven't really talked about, which is throughout this whole episode, Sam has been trying to convince Blaine that something was wrong with the Warblers, that like there was something about their performance that wasn't right. And um, I love that they did this, actually, because Warbler season four is so different than Warbler season two. Um, and Warbler season three, even, it got a little crazy. Mm, they, yeah. they went from step touching... <laughs> <laughs> to flipping, tumbling, and you know, shaking what their mama gave them. So, um, didn't didn't they have like strong choreo and raise your glass though? Maybe, but I, I don't know if it was to that caliber. You're right. It was probably. Oh yeah, that no, was, that was more in that realm. But uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like they 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 had the tumbling throughout, but it wasn't like as extreme as it got. Right. It wasn't like a gymnastic show basically like it reminded me of the routines from cheer um in this season like they would i think that what like the biggest thing they would do is like the people running from opposite sides of the stage to do a cartwheel center stage right like that was like one standing back tuck or something yeah yes yeah so um sam in the middle of the sadie hawkins dance pulls blaine out because he has finally found his evidence that there's something wrong with the warblers a video of hunter clarington roid raging at a coffee shop about splendid Inch coffee the, this is my favorite part of the episode i didn't remember that was in this episode uh a little bit and i was immediately like fucking pencils in my latte so so question again for the group was this supposed to be just from one cell phone even though (laughs) there was cuts and like it was different different angles like but the way they made it sound like to me it was from a cell phone but like the fact that there were different angles on the situation i was just like wait a second did somebody (laughs) compile a video together of different people's cell phone videos i just want to think that sam contacted them all individually and was like look just send me the footage and then cut it together yeah that's, that's yeah, what or, sam was doing Janet. while tina and blaine were talking he busted out iMovie and was like hold on <laughs> hold on and you know what i'm going to upload this onto youtube yeah. yes <laughs> yes and then share the link on my facebook and twitter pages exactly that was the vibe. He was like, I'm putting him on blast. But not my white chocolate page, my personal page. <laughs> His proto only fans. <laughs> I would buy that actually, that Sam had a <laughs> yeah. sexy Twitter account. 
and like was one of the pioneers of the sexy Twitter accounts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he stopped having uh, so many financial issues at some point. So yeah, maybe he just had that like PayPal link in the bio. <laughs> yeah, when he moved back, all of a sudden, magically, he's yeah. middle class. And you're like, okay. Which, do y'all oh think his goodness. family also moved back to McKinley? Or did Sam just move back? Maybe he moved to in with an like a relative mm. or like his dad moved with him or something like that. That makes sense. Huh. Uh, you know, weird. <laughs> oh, the glee, how they bring people yeah. in this show out. is This show is such a hot mess express. I love it. I know it's the best. <laughs> so the warblers this season apparently are doing steroids or. Yep. Yeah. Steroids. Yeah. So they, they, they bring out, so he has the video and Finn's like, okay, well you need some like real evidence. That's just a video of someone yelling at a barista. And so they bring out Trent Warbler who fun fact, that actor was an extra at McKinley, like in season one. And then they put him over as a Warbler, um, which is fun. But um, that's amazing. I know you can like see him in season one. And then, uh, yeah, so they bring out Trent and he says, you know, he didn't want to take the steroids, but everybody else did that Hunter, like, got them roided up. And that's how they won. Is he gay, too? Probably. Is he gay? Like, the character, I mean, I mean, Back not in? Dominic, the uh, the character. I mean, I get the vibe, huh? Right, because, I mean, even when uh, Finn has that line, like, oh, yeah, I could see he's the sunshine of the warblers or whatever. I was just like, are you calling him gay? <laughs> <laughs> the vibe is definitely there i feel like in my head yeah, I mean, yes i mean he does come off as a sweetheart yeah so well, I, was gonna, I hope he is in real life i don't know if there was any like um thick written about trent warbler but you know there was the whole nick and jeff thing where people like oh well you wouldn't know oh, yeah but in fandom which one are the which one are nick and jeff kurt mega and Riker lynch are the actors okay if you looked them up you'd recognize them i think but yeah there was a fandom was like love to write them as like boyfriends in fic wait jeff and who what was the other one nick is that right yeah kurt micah oh oh jeff warbler is the one with the dye job yes yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) that's him and the wow they they upped their ages on their wiki pages because apparently nick warbler is age 24 and jeff is 24 as well oh like in the show oh well that would be their current age in the universe in the show i guess is what they're saying because the the show i mean i don't think anyone really remembers that the show ends in 2020 yeah (laughs) oh i didn't remember that i can't and and Sue Sylvester is vice president in 2020. Do you know oh. how upset I was during the 2020 election oh, and neither yeah. Sue Sylvester or Jane Lynch's names were on a ballot? <laughs> I was very upset. I should have written it in. John, do you think she would have been Donald Trump's vice president? No. Okay. Who do you think her president is? I mean, herself. <laughs> I, I think she might have... I think she might have campaigned and won as his vice president and then immediately hatched some like harebrained scheme to get him out of the White House. I love it. Or but, she's like secretly doing works. everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, 
the hurt locker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's got the chops. Yeah. Got it. I mean, that was just that was just baby steps. We had a we had to get somewhere. Right. <laughs> we had to get to that. <laughs> oh my god. To anyone who's listening to this that doesn't know the hurt lockers hurt locker episodes, well, just you wait. Oh, that's season 6, Mandy. <laughs> Have you oh. seen them? Oh no! I feel like you know. Um, it's the like the jigsaw puppet thing. Oh, oh yes, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> That's the the makeout in an elevator episode. That's yes. right. Yes. See, the plane stuff <laughs> yes. definitely made it yeah. to you. That makes sense. Oh, see, I've I didn't sit down and watch season six because I was just kind of like mentally done with Glee. But I inevitably saw <laughs> everything. On like Tumblr in GIF form or like in compilations on YouTube. Yep. So I was like trying to quit it, but couldn't quite manage it. <laughs> oh, Mandy, it's funny that you call. You said that you um you had a quit Glee or you like you were getting yeah. over you're over Glee because Glee was over itself at that. Season. It was, oh, yeah. So true. Uh, it is. It is. It has the potential for like greatness because like the cast that they have, the new cast that they have are like amazing uh, actors and singers and dancers, Mm -hmm. but they focused on Leah Michelle and that was, that, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely, one of the musical numbers that I love watching, I mean, just like when I'm in a like glee spiral where I'm just letting YouTube play is um, home, which is in season six. You need to have you watched Tightrope? I don't think so. Watch Tightrope. Tight You're rope. welcome. Okay. Oh yeah, that one's good. That is because that is uh, Jane. Uh, I forget her. Forget the actress's name. Samantha Ware. Samantha oh, Ware. Yes. That, like they, they treat her that episode to be the lead of this season, and then they shun her to the back like Tina, oh. real quick. But she gets Tightrope in the in her like premiere episode and. Mandy, let me tell you, it, it, it's a song that there's very few songs I could say on Glee that I think their version is better than the or like the original, the performer who did it, and this is one of them. Oh, nice! And I'm not the only, I'm not the only one who thinks this. <laughs> yeah, like there are other, definitely there are, other there are other Gleeks who will say to the extent the same thing. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sorry to go like way ahead of season four. <laughs> no, it's great to have yeah. all your opinions. Um, I was just looking through the wiki, making sure we got everything. And it said, because we were talking about how old Lauren Zeises is earlier. It says that actually back in season two, she was one of the ones in the running for junior prom queen. So <laughs> <laughs> implying oh that she my graduated. God. She got like held back or something. Yeah, I guess she pulled a Britney. I don't know. Or she doesn't even go to the school anymore. She was just like, yeah, She's I'm going to show up for this. <laughs> I mean, if fucking Noah can, Noah Puckerman can just True. fucking show up. Like, well, no, because she's in the too young, a too young to be bitter club. Yeah. But so there, she is a, a yeah. member, unless she's the faculty advisor like That's Finn fair. is. <laughs> also true. Yeah, maybe she's their sponsor. You don't have to be um, a teacher to be a club sponsor, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that'll make it weird when she asks uh, a student to dance with yeah. her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's just say she got left back or they just retconned her. I think they retconned her, yeah. Or something. Yeah. But I just thought that was they funny. Were like, <laughs> they were like, we need more than just Dottie. 
And speaking of the too young to be bitter club, at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, Sadie Hawkins cured everything and we can disband the club. Uh, (laughs) Um, Which is, wow. Um, You know, all a girl needs is one good dick. And then, um, however, Tina says that she's found the love of her life in that ominous. But Becky calls her out on it, too. Right, right. She's like, do you mean do you mean gay blaine and it's like yeah becky jackson i love you <laughs> i love becky yes. she'll say what no one else will who needs santana when you have becky honestly i need santana no, always I'm just kidding. i love santana um yeah i'm so sorry there was no santana in the episode that you picked yeah. you're like the number one santana stan it's okay you know i still i I got to give it up for the rest of the cast because, you know, they, sure. except for Leah Michelle, because she's garbage. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, they did they did a fantastic job with the songs. As much as I would have loved to hear uh, Santana's dulcet tones in Tell Him, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, if there's an episode in season five or six that has Big Santana, just come back. You can come back anytime. I mean... Hands down, um, it's like a Sophie's Choice as to which one, uh, which Naya song is my favorite. Because mm-hmm. I'm torn between her and the treble tones with uh, the rumor has it someone like you. That one's so she's good. She's heavily featured on that. So good. Or her and Amber singing um, a River Deep Mountain High. Yes. You know what? It's River Deep Mountain High. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop lying to myself. It's that one. Because. <laughs> Like that, what blew my fucking mind? They should have won the contest. They should have fucking. I know won they should have won. It's a, rude that they didn't. It's so good. God, <gasps> I knew too. I know too much about this show. I only rewatched this one episode. I know that's why I didn't have to rewatch the series when I covered it because I was just like, yeah, my brain has. I've seen this. Pro- I've seen the series probably like five or six times. So it is burned into my head. <laughs> yes. No, I love it. Um, it just, it, Glee is one big, like, knot, and you follow one thread, and then all the other threads are in it. And yeah. Um, okay. Well, to wrap up this episode, and then we can talk about whatever we want, um, what was your favorite song? Ooh. I think I'm going to pick Locked Out of Heaven. Mm. As much as I want to, like, mi- be a bitch and be like it's a tie between tell him and locked out of heaven <laughs> i you know what it's the microphone stomping yes the, the slamming of the microphone stands that's what makes locked out of heaven it really well it's okay because i'm i'm gonna go with tell him so they're both represented awesome <laughs> perfect because i was also torn between the two but i'm gonna go with locked out of heaven it's so good yes the performances the performance just does it for me a little bit more majority rules locked out of heaven is the best song of the episode maybe it's like the screaming crowd or something i'm just like it's what they deserve you know yeah it's one of those times where the glee club is popular um okay (laughs) (laughs) oh right because well i mean i think they were pot i think they were popular because they were writing off of the coattails of last season when they won and the whole school can be popular because they just lost and now they're kicked out of the competition because they lost at sectionals yeah, they're the entertainment. Who cares? Oh, no, I know. That's why I'm just like, you know, but it's Glee. Um, okay. Did you have a favorite line? I mean, mine is definitely, I freaking hate Splenda. It tastes like pencils. Why are you putting <laughs> pencils in my latte? I would say my favorite line is 
Britney before Tell Him. I can't I can't say it verbatim, but it's like where where she's like, usually a song starts whenever whenever I say hit it or just dramatically turn around. Cause like <laughs> that was good too. Yeah. Yes. Cause like leave it leave it to Britney, Britney S. Pierce, everyone, to have like the the best one liners of the episode. Really does. Um, I was gonna say when Tina gets ready to sing her solo. This line just stuck with me. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I thought it was ridiculous. When Tina's getting ready to sing her solo, Artie's like, oh, I think she's going to sing it to like an old flame who she like missed out on or whatever, talking about himself. And Sam goes, hmm, unique? And it's just like, where did that fucking come from? It doesn't make any sense at all. And it just like. That was a. It uh, it like literally made me LOL because it was just so random. Um, And that's what I love about Glee. It's like they just come out with the funniest stuff that makes no sense. Um, My least favorite line. Okay. Yeah. Is the one. Because I I, want to put more emphasis on this. Is when Rachel says that uh joining adam's apples is the like the lowest of low like below stage managers and carpenters because bitch needs to learn anyway (laughs) yeah fuck her for that one you're right and you should say it how about uh that thing i like what's something you liked about the episode the um the tell him dresses and also like the the sadie hawkins dresses like those that was uh they got they got them yeah it was it was it was cute it was um it was dance appropriate and like school rules appropriate even though it, that's dumb but whatever um and i like the styling of like lauren's ices with her little top hat yes i liked that we had a few kurt in new york scenes without rachel yes um, fly. yeah that was that was nice to see him doing a little more than just like her sidekick oh my god how could i miss it i like that this was a diet rachel episode yes come on <laughs> yeah very light on the rachel berry everyone Ten thousand percent i'm trying to think of something we haven't <laughs> mentioned yet because i feel like we've covered most of it um okay yeah i'm gonna say i liked bringing the warbler storyline like full circle i feel like that was actually really well done um because i remember at the when they lose sectionals being like what the fuck are they gonna do now and i feel like it was a plot like an actual plot line that happened over multiple episodes and had a logical conclusion and which i really enjoyed um i thought that was well done and i love the warblers so anything that has them in it, even if it's that they're technically bad. I'm just like, oh, look at them. They're here. We haven't forgot about them. I mean, kind of along the same lines. I did forget that I like that Tina had a solo. I don't like the circumstances around the solo that much, but at least Tina got to sing a song. Oh, yeah. Um, True. Justice yeah, for Tina. Justice for Tina. Because, like, I mean... They don't utilize her, and she's a fucking Tony winner, and has an amazing voice. Like, come on, guys. She really does, yeah. I know. But this rewind... I I also do like the rendition of it. Like, I know it's a joke, and I know it's cringy and everything, but like, again, when you listen... When I listen to it on my iTunes, um, 
it's very it's beautiful and I, I i think she actually later after the show did play mary magdalene and jesus christ superstar don't quote me on that because i'm not looking it up but like you know uh i feel like she could still play it because i like her voice and i i want her to i want her to have work you know <laughs> Well, I trust you implicitly. So if she hasn't done it yet, she should. She just had a baby recently. So I'm sure she'll get back. Yes. To yeah. Not through Immaculate Conception like Mary. Mary. <laughs> no, Mary. Way. Mother Mary. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> the old fashioned way. Um, okay. Uh, what about our Kevin McScale? He had, I mean, he got a little bit of action. He got like, you know, asked out by sugar. Yeah. He was in the the group. Trying to think what else he did. A little bit of back. He had that. He had that moment in the locker room before Tina sang, where you you mentioned it, B, where he's like, right. "Oh, she's gonna sing to an old flame." I wonder who it is. Right. So, like, maybe a, maybe a three. Uh, do you guys do half points? Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Two point five. Two point five. Okay, that seems fair. Because it's I. He didn't I like, feel like have a solo or anything. Yeah, if he had a song or like was heavily featured right. in a song, because right. like. We could say no scrubs, but like that was also a group number, right? Um, I w- I would say it would be a three, a solid three, but two point five for the, for me. I'm happy with that. And then what about the pain decks? Oh, I mean, this was the episode where they were trying very hard to make it clear that Kurt and Blaine were not immediately getting back together. Yeah, Blaine's got his crush. Kurt's got his you know side piece in New York. Um, but and like. I B, I think you're the one that told that said this on my podcast that um or I can't remember who said this but uh Blaine's like only identifier is that he's Kurt's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this one they are trying not to have that. Like they're trying to give him a personality. But his personality is his crush on somebody else? Lame. Yeah. Well, well that and also like he the way that Sam goes to him with this information, it seems like he's like the, I forget if he is the, like the team leader of it or whatever, or captain of Glee or whatever, but it seems like he has a leadership role in something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this whole season, I think since the breakup has been Blaine kind of figuring out who he is at McKinley and like why he's even there. And his, his friendship with Sam was a big part of it. And I think prior to this mm-hmm. episode, Blaine and Sam being friends was a good thing. It was like a positive storyline. And then they had to, I think they really fucked it up by making it this like unrequited crush thing. It's realistic. Sure. But it's like, it kind of sours the friendship piece of it to me. Mm, mm -hmm. Cause like it's TV. It doesn't have to be like real life. That's just my opinion. (laughs) Okay. Um, so anything else you guys have about the episode? Um, no I mean, we, we, we've talked at length so i figured if i just thought i'd ask um okay um john thank you so much for being with us it was so great to talk to you again oh my god this is amazing <laughs> i want to i want to publicly invite the rest of glee on the rocks to come on my podcast if they want to yes um, you guys must where <laughs> It's called for if I, in case you forgot since it's been so long yes. since I was introduced. Please replug. It's called life's. It's called life's but a song. It's a podcast where myself and a guest talk about either a musical movie or a musical TV show, usually of their choosing. Um, it's a bi-weekly podcast coming out every Mondays and Thursdays wherever you you listen to your podcast. I also have another podcast called Movie Deja Vu, where myself and my co-host Shady compare 
similar movies by creating a verbal Venn diagram of sorts. And that is available everywhere. Again, you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, I love that. Wait, what's the name of your second one again? Uh, movie Deja Vu. Movie Deja Vu. Uh, I need to listen to that because that um that sounds like the conversations I have like with friends and stuff. I love that. Our our premiere episode, the very first one, the most downloaded episode is uh, Battle Royale versus The Hunger Games because we were like we want to start easy and then get a little weirder as we move on so i love that yes. what's like your do you have like a bucket list one for that episode i mean for that show oh mm-hmm. oh we have a schedule oh like fuck we yeah. have <laughs> i love that like, I, don't know. Plan. I love it yes that's awesome yeah so check that out um uh for life's but a song the socials everywhere is but a song pod uh and for movie deja vu on instagram and Facebook, it's Movie Deja Vu Pod. And on Twitter, it's Movie Deja Vu No Pod. <laughs> no um, Pod. No Pod, because, and this is usually where I queue up my co uh, host and be like, why Shady? Why is there no pod? And then she'll come up with the joke oh, related great. to the topic. So <laughs> for this one, I'm going to say there's no pod because Rachel's off fucking it with Brody. You're welcome, world. <laughs> that was delightful. <laughs> yes. Um, and on that note, uh, thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash gleeontherocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.